Content warning, this episode mentions self-harm, so if you're uncomfortable with that, please click away now. Thank you. You want to know why I did this? You want to know what pushes a person to hurt themselves in such a gruesome way? Sophie, I didn't do this as a need for attention. I didn't do this as a suicide attempt. I didn't do this to end my life. I did it to begin it. Beauty is complex. On the outward surface, it is subjective, informed by what shape or structure or underlying qualities a person deems as being aesthetically pleasing or visually striking. It is a misunderstood agent of chaos, with the ability to inspire, yet also terrify. But at its core, beauty is a construct informed by society, existing outside the bounds of empirical measurements. From magazines to TV shows and movies, to social media, to the cult of personality surrounding celebrities, many facets of our modern moment are built around the framework of crafting and then selling a portrait of the ideal, a portrait often pushed upon the young and impressionable. It's in this way beauty can also work as a veneer, hiding the internal pain one experiences. But what happens when that pain begs to be manifested outwardly? seeks an uncovering revelation in the form of external escape. Well, things begin to dematerialize. The dark short audio story follows a terrible accident that's befallen Nina, a young, beautiful girl whose face is burned apart by acid. Her once beautiful face is made hideous to look upon in an instant. Her sister Sophie is dumbfounded, struck to her core at how something so awful could happen, but also at how Nina could remain so calm in the face of what seems to be the worst possible pain imaginable. It was an accident after all, right? Well, Nina goes on to cryptically reveal an almost supernatural insight about her state of mind in the aftermath of this so-called accident one that disrupts the very center of her mental, physical, and emotional world. Sometimes I feel the past and the future pressing so hard on either side that there's no room for the present at all. Does that make sense? That's where I am. Nina, what happened? I hate to say it, but I'm having trouble believing your story. I... I'm... Inclined to believe the acid fell on purpose. That you did it on purpose. And that upsets you? You were such a beautiful girl, Nina. There's a somber poetry to Nina's words. One that straddles the line between sincerity and hyperbole. From her sarcasm demonstrated towards Sophie's reaction to the whole ordeal, to their fundamental disagreements concerning Nina's purpose and worth as a formerly beautiful young woman, the reality quickly dawns on both Sophie and the audience that this was no accident, that Nina poured the acid on her face of her own volition. But why? What makes a person do this? Take such a drastic measure? Was it for attention or a misguided suicide attempt, or perhaps something else entirely? What we gather from occupying that small, intimate space of the doctor's office with Nina is that she, above all else, is a woman of intention. A woman who does things with overwhelming purpose and passion, 
even if it means succumbing to what in Sophie's eyes is a darker impulse, born of mental anguish and psychological turmoil. Nina wasn't afraid, not of the acid or its long-term consequences, not of destroying the outward perception of her beauty or of refusing to make some lucky man happy. She was afraid of something far more restrictive and damaging to her internal and external experiences as a young woman. She was afraid of drowning. And countless messages and catcalls and invitations from people who knew nothing about me but what the surface showed. What my face could tell them. I was drowning in flowers from suitors, compliments from strangers, and in the inhumanity that came with people placing you on such a high, fear-inducing pedestal. I was drowning And in that last moment before the water flooded my lungs and my voice and my mind, I realized this is it. This is my cue to dematerialize. The time to disappear. This is the perfect moment to move to a different state of being. This is the quiet static universe between here and there and then and now And this is where I make my escape. The face is the point at which the world intercepts you. It's a facet of us to be judged, to be ridiculed, but also to be loved and adored. It invites people, even unwittingly at times, into our hearts and our minds, into our physical and mental spaces. But in that process of interception, the sanctity of that space can be destroyed, forever changed by strangers and eager onlookers who see your beauty, your autonomy, as something to be controlled. Nina is a girl who feels trapped in her own skin, exhausted under the weight of cat calls and messages and the attention of strangers, of this need to be perfect, exhausted by society's objectification of women and their beauty as something they do not for themselves, but for the purpose of being objectively useful. In other words, attracting male suitors. Nina had existed in a state of pretending to be okay with the societal structure, putting up a facade in the face of people refusing to understand her past the external beauty and surface-level assessments of her character. For Nina, the acid provided clarity, removing the need to pretend, presenting an opportunity to remove herself from the material realm of beauty and float to a higher state of being. She literally refers to the acid as blessing her face. It's incredible, yet truly terrifying. Two words that only begin to describe the extent of Nina's power and the strength of her convictions. In a single, drastic, gruesome act, she takes the power of life and death, of beauty and purpose, into her own hands, redefining them as she sees fit refusing to be outwardly beautiful or meet society's ever-changing standards. I didn't even feel it touch me. The acid. Not at first. The burning came after the pleasure. After the internal applause that had been quieted for so long. Applause? I regret nothing. Nothing. It's that self-guided spiritual enlightenment that Nina achieves that we all strive for in one way or another. 
In her elusive brush with death, she comes out not only emotionally unscathed, but she unlocks an intellectual courage inside herself that exists within all of us as well. The courage to act brash and abashedly, to act in discordance with society for the sake of ourselves. The courage to not become a madman, driven by psychological rage or recklessness or foolishness, but to realize one was capable of being a madman all along. To realize that a person simply needs the right impetus, the right driving force and energy to reject the status quo, and in that process, redefine the parameters of beauty and self-worth. As social beings, we often do things for show, for the validation of others, but even that validation is fleeting. Life is a stage, and in but a series of short-lived performances do we make our mark, our impression, in the minds and hearts of an audience, each embedded with their own biases and privileges and preconceived notions, each expecting to be amazed and entertained. Don't perform for them, for they are a fickle, temperamental bunch, unable to conceptualize walking so much as a foot in your shoes, much less a mile. Perform for that which will last, for that which is eternal. For a curtain call whose cacophonous encore is everlasting. Mind Theater is a solo effort produced and written by me, Ao Akinbade. For updates on the show as well as my other content, follow Mind Theater Pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to show monetary support. The Kofi link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time. Shame what happened to her, huh? She was so, so gorgeous. Was? <laughs> Still is. What are you doing? Hey! Guards! Another one of Nina's visitors is... Stop it. Guards! I need restraints now! <laughs>